we pick up on Daf Chaf Amud Bet at the at the bottom twenty uh, B. Uh, we had discussed the Mishnah discussed sleeping under a bed and uh, whether that was considered a uh, uh, allow, allowable or not. Uh, and uh, we'd had a uh, um, yeah, the, the Rabbi Huda seemed to say uh, that sleeping under the bed uh, he did it, and the rabbis never said anything to him. So uh, the Gemara is going to get back to that, but it first goes on a whole discussion to understand uh, exactly what is defined as an oil uh, and what is defined as a tent and uh, the Gemara learns out Tanan Hatam, we learned over there in a Mishnah uh, in Oalot, unsurprisingly uh, and uh, it says Echad Chor Sheharu Amayim or Shratim either with a hole was uh, made in, in, in a rock uh, formed in a rock either by water or by Shratim or by little uh, creeping animals that, that bore away at the rock, osha achalato malachat, or else that was, uh, or else salt uh, corroded it. Vachain mid midbach avanim, and so too in terms of a, 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 a pile of stones uh, that there is uh, little spaces in between. Vachain svarsha korot, and uh, also a, a pile of beams ma'il alatuma. All of these things uh, that, uh, that they are, you know, structures that actually uh, can their little holes and cavities uh, in these areas. Uh, all of them can. Actually Act as an oil in terms of tumor, they are uh, uh, all uh, essentially uh, oilot. They are like little tents over the uh, over a, a piece of, of of mate. Okay, so Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda descends and he says, oil asui oil." He says, "No, uh, for a, for an oil to be uh, a significant or, or defined as an oil, it's got to be made by man. Only man-made uh, tents are, um, uh, are are good, okay, and uh, and not if they come into being uh, via other forces like uh, the, these uh, creepy crawlies that that burrow away at something or water erosion and things like that. Um, okay, my uh, time at Rabbi Huda. Uh, what is the reason of uh, Rabbi Huda? Oh, says Yalef oil oil mimishkan. He learns out uh, a, a, a uh from the the oil it's uh, of, of the mishkan uh, itself. Ktiv hacha zot atara adam kiamut oil. The famous uh, statement, the beginning of chapter nineteen, uh, where it talks about the pra aduma. Uh, There's the person, and a lot of the the laws of uh, tumat mate are learned out from that uh, chapter, uh, and. Uh, and one including uh, this pasuk which talks about uh, when a person dies in a tent when a person dies in a tent it says everything in the oil is uh, contaminated with uh, too hatam. and when it talks about the mishkan uh, the, the tabernacle it says yifros it's oil and a mishkan you should put the oil over the mishkan uh, the tent over the uh, the mishkan uh, which talks about obviously the mishkan was man made uh, it says afkan bidadam so too uh, the tent in which there's a uh, the corpse uh, uh, and and transmits it uh, the 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 tumor uh, that it also has to be uh, made uh, by man rabbanan or oil riba no the rabbis say there's um 
uh, a, a lot of times that the word oil uh, is mentioned uh, in the uh, um, in, in that phrase uh, when it carries on the, the, that uh, the pasuk in verse uh, 19 uh, says you know adam kiamut oil kol asher oil yitama and uh, that's it so any, the, the, anything it mentions oil uh, multiple times so the rabbis learn uh, that specific law uh, you know that it also they agree that um, that uh, you know the, the it, it it says many times um, they say any type of oil uh, is good even if it is not uh, man made. All right. So now uh, the Gemara asks, is that re- is this really Rabbi Huda's opinion of a sub Rabbi Huda called oil adam oil? Does he really hold that uh, any tent that is not man-made is not a uh, a good oil? Uh, uh, we have a challenge uh, uh, to that. And uh, as follows, and this we, we dealt with uh, it, you know, it, at the very beginning of Masechet Yuma uh, when we discussed uh, the, the Kohen was separated seven days before Yom Kippur. And it was also, uh, we also discussed other separations uh, that were done. And we said uh, that, uh, um, that he's also separated before he sprinkles uh, the Para Adama water. We separate uh, the, the, the Para Adama, the ashes of the, of, and the water mixed in the Para Adama sprinkling uh, he also has to be separated for seven days before he sprinkles on and uh, the 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 rabbis went to a great lengths to to separate uh, the kohen from all uh, from all types of tumor and so too as we're going to see now in the mishnah quoted uh, in, in 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 para uh, that uh, we got that we went to extreme lengths to uh, to, to show that uh, the the tumor uh, can't uh, form any part of the para adamas service. Why? Because actually uh, there's a dispute between the rabbis and the tzedukim uh, about the, the Paradama service. Uh, the tzedukim said, no, only a pure person, 100% pure person uh, can sprinkle uh, on and the, the the person who is impurified, who needs uh, purity. And uh, the rabbis said, listen, it has to be a pure person, but it could even be someone on the level of a tzvul yom, uh, someone who has gone to the mikvah and has still got uh, little bits of impurity on him uh, during that day and the rabbis learned that out from psukim uh, not um, you know necessary for our understanding at the moment but um because of the fact that there was so much uh, uh, because there was this inverted commas this leniency uh, that the rabbis learned out uh, they went to the opposite extreme when it came to making sure that, uh, that there was complete purity amongst the uh, um, in all other aspects of the Pra'adama service so that people would not become lax with uh, their observance uh, of, of Pra'adama and say well it's not uh, necessary to be um, you know so so um, vigilant with regards to uh, the, the service so they went to as we said these great lengths and what are we talking about here so we give an example the Mishnah gives the extreme examples uh, which they went to. All right, so as we said, uh, Rimenu, we, we challenge our previous statement that uh, uh, is it really so that a man, uh, that uh, every oil uh, that is not man made, uh, we see we challenge it from this Mishnah, is not an oil, uh, according to Rabbi Huda, and we say we challenge it as follows Chatzarot, Hayu, Benyot, Birushalayim. There were these courtyards built in Jerusalem. Uh, it says, Al Gabay Hasela, they were built on top of the rock, uh, and it says, Banetem, uh, Halal, Mipnei, Keveratom. And beneath these uh, courtyards that were built in the rock, uh, we, we put uh, space underneath them, uh, at least uh, 
tefach high to make sure that uh, you know to to if there was this unknown grave tumat tumat also dealt with in psachim uh, we said that there was this hidden tumah and uh, uh, unknown grave that was underneath it but still once you have an oil worth of space as we've dealt with a couple of times uh, even in our Masechet it kind of blocks the uh, the tumor from going up so there are these courtyards uh, and there were these spaces under the courtyards in case there was tumor the tumor would rise up and get trapped uh, over there if there was tumor in the unlikely event that you you know carved out of rock that there was something uh, uh, buried underneath the rock so it was a remote possibility that there was anything buried under the rock but even so they would make an oil uh, over this uh, rock um, uh, and, and it says Mavin and Hashim Ubarot and what they would bring is pregnant woman over there Viodot and these women would uh, give birth Sham uh, it says um, and they would go and they would um, raise their children there and uh, so that the children uh, would be able to, to help out uh, with the para arima service okay and uh, and and what do they used to do so they used to uh, until like uh, age nine at which place at which time uh, the children uh, would would be able to become impure themselves through um and it's a seminal emission, and nine is, is considered a significant age. So this all had to be done before they were nine. But also, as we're going to see, it, uh, they couldn't be too young because they had to uh, do certain things uh, and, uh, and and things. So probably about ages seven, uh, seven and eight, six, seven and eight, maybe, uh, that they would have these children uh, over there. So it says, Mavin Shraim, Al-Gabam Dilatot. What they used to do uh, is uh, they, they used to bring these oxen to the uh, uh, when the children were ready to draw the water uh, they would bring these oxen there and the oxen would have these doors on the back of uh, the oxen uh, the, 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 the children would sit on the ox on the door Okay, on on you know on the door really, and on which was in turn on top of the ox. And they had these stone uh, vessels in their hands. Stone, obviously, not being able to become a tumor to receive tumor. They would go down to the shiloach, uh, the, the the spring of uh, the shiloach. Yadu uh, meleot alav, and and what they used to do was was go down into the water and fill the cups up uh, with water. Uh, uh, and uh, and then they would get back onto the uh, oxen, uh, which you know, on the doors on top of the oxen. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, no, that's not even necessary uh, to, for them to descend. Uh, uh, what he used to do, he used to uh, lower um, the, the this rope, uh, you know, um, and mamalay, uh, and uh, and he would would fill up uh, the water uh, because you worried in case somehow uh, there is some tumor, uh, a corpse kind of uh, was you know slipped into uh, this uh, this um, shiloach, the mai shiloach, the sulam uh, spring, and uh, the the waters would um, you know, and the waters would be. Uh, 
and the child would act as an oil over there and become impure. In a very unlikely event that that happens. So Rabbi Yossi says they, they would stretch their arms over and uh, lower these things, uh, these stone vessels to pick up the water. You needed Ma'im Chaim, so the Shiloh was, you needed living water and the Shiloh was uh, uh, good for that. Alright, uh, and now we have Rabbi Yehuda's uh, opinion. Tani Rabbi Yehuda, man. Rabbi Yehuda says about that, no, you don't even need the uh, uh, the doors. You just bring the oxen as well. And really, the oxen themselves, uh, because of their big size, uh, I think they were Egyptian oxen. Anyway, uh, they, the the size of the of the ox uh, was enough uh, to uh, make it, make it into a tent itself. Okay, and that could act as a barrier itself. Uh, okay, and if you say the oxen themselves would act as a tent, yeah, we have a proof against Rabbi Huda uh, that... Um, and uh, obviously, uh, it's, uh, this ox is not made by man. Uh, it's, uh, you know made by Hashem and then, you know, reproduces on its own, uh, it says, so therefore that's not uh, man-made, and still uh, it acts, uh, here we seem to have a proof against Rabbi Huda, uh, his, his own opinion, uh, that it does not have to be man-made to be, I mean, it does have to be man-made to be an oil here, here the ox is acting as the, the oil, and it's obviously not man-made. Okay, so that's the challenge. Hiata Ravdimi, Amar Rabbi Lazar. So Rav Dimi says that Rabbi Lazar says, Moda Rabbi Huda, Kamalo Egrof. No, uh, what we are talking about here, yeah, uh, it's, uh, you know, when... Um, uh, the, when, when, uh, when, when a tent uh, is not man-made, uh, when, it, when the test, when it, um, uh, the, the tent is kamulo uh, egrof, a, a first breath, right? Uh, what we're talking here is very uh, large person's fist, like a, 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 this person called Ben Batiach, uh, who was a giant, uh, which is about the size of a man's head. Okay, so it's much bigger than a, a normal tefach. Uh, when, it's, when, it's, when it's that big, uh, you know the the size of a person's head. Um, we say that uh, it's uh, the, the, that even Rabbi Huda would agree, uh, even though it's not man-made, uh, that that would be applicable. Tanya Nami Hachin also back this up in a brata. Mode Rabbi Huda shukifin b'nekivei haslam. Okay, and uh, and Rabbi Huda, um, uh, 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 Rabbi Huda would agree uh, in terms of a, a cave and uh, and and uh, a diff- you know deep holes in the rocks uh, that they are tents, even though uh, they are defined as oils uh, and, and oil, uh, even though they are not man-made. So we just say it's a size issue. A very small um, uh, smaller area would be problematic, according to uh, Rabbi Huda, if it, unless it was man-made. But yeah, uh, these uh, an ox would be fine because uh, there's definitely more than uh, you know head size worth of uh, of space underneath the ox. And the Gomorrah says, well, you know, Haray Delet, well, you know, the door uh, on, um, you know, on, to, on the back of the ox, uh, it says, uh, the door, surely, uh, you know, there's a lot of space between the door and uh, the ground, uh, you know, and it says, and we learned in, in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudomar, uh, you didn't, you, there were no doors, uh, but only oxen, okay, why, why didn't you allow the door, you know, and uh, that's it, 
you know, and we're saying is a door uh, is not a tent, uh, maybe because really it's a, that's not a, a normal way. Uh, a door on the side, uh, on its side, on the back of an ox, uh, wouldn't be defined as a tent. Okay, uh, and. Um, so uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a, you know, that's a, that's another thing that we haven't thought about yet. Uh, and it says, "Am Rabbi to explain this?" Rabbi says, "No." Um, he says, "No." It's not that he's got an objection uh, to the door. Uh, no, he says, "No." The size of the ox is big enough so that we don't even need a uh, a door. Okay, the 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 oxen uh, were um, were wide enough uh, so that you don't even need a door. Okay, Rava Amar, uh, Rava says no. Lo uh, latot kol ikar. No, you wouldn't have to uh, bring doors at all. Uh, okay, the reason that you wouldn't bring doors uh, says Rava. dato alav. Really, a child, uh, if he's sitting on a door uh, and, and and he's a young child, uh, they they're fairly irrepressible and. As a result, uh, he's going to have a um, this uh, you know a lot of uh, self confidence over here. Uh, the door's very wide. No, if you put a a door on the outside, the child's going to think he's safe, and then he's going to be uh, you know moving around on the door and, and sticking his head over. And once he sticks his head over and, and the arms over, he's going on an adventure now, uh, you know, out of his uh, a little area in, uh, in 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 the rock caves uh, over here and with the pride of mind. He's going out uh, for the first. First time in in uh, in ages really and uh, and uh, now uh, he's he's going to this was his big day and now he's going to get very excited and uh, he'll um, he'll then stick out his head and and could be while the oxen are walking there uh, the uh, the child will stick out his his head with his arm and it actually uh, the oxen will be walking over a place where there is this hidden grave and the child will become impure so that's why we don't do it and we just put them on the back of the oxen obviously the child's scared uh, of doing that because then he'll fall off the ox. Okay, and 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 that's what we said. Uh, the child's going to be um uh, get too much at home if he, if there are doors there. All right, Tanya Kavatad Rava, and we also learned a brata like Rava um, as follows: Rabbi Huda uh, Omer, and this is Rabbi Huda's opinion and why he says you don't bring uh, these doors. There's no need to bring the doors, uh, or you shouldn't bring the doors. You don't use the doors at all. Exactly uh, as we said before, uh, the child is going to get too uh, self-confident. Uh, about this, Shemir uh, Tirosho or Echad Ma'averav, he'll stick out his head or his limbs, etc. Tamei Bekever Hatom, and he'll become impure with his uh, hidden grave. Ella, so we say, Mivin Shvarim Hamitrim, you bring these Egyptian oxen, oxen, Shkurasotayim Rachavot, they've got large uh, stomachs, Vitinokot Yoshvin Agabeim, and the children would sit on their backs, Vikosot Shel Evin Beadaim, and they would uh, have these stone cups in their hands, Vigulish. And when they would get to the Shulach, Yadu, uh, they would get off and Menuum, Alavi, Ashulahem, Al Gabayim. They would fill up these cups and uh, bring the water back uh, to the uh, the place uh, that, they, that they lived. They would get on the back of the oxen and then uh, go back home. And uh, the Kwanim would now have Maim uh, Chaim, which was sure that uh, it wasn't impurified. Uh, it says, And now, 
after that whole long discussion uh, where we clarified Rabbi Huda's opinion, now we actually get back uh, to our Mishnah. Okay, and we are talking, you know, here, um, uh, you know, relating it somehow back to our Mishnah. Okay, surely a bed. It's got a lot of uh, space underneath, a couple uh, head head widths uh, of of breadth, even though it's egrofin is is fists, but as we said, head size uh, fists, uh, large fists. Uh, uh, and our Mishnah says, Rabbi Huda Mer, Still, we used to sleep under the bed uh, before the uh, the zakenim, uh, before the elders. Okay, so uh, you know, even though uh, this bed uh, is uh, you know more than you know a few uh, uh, head widths high, uh, okay, it's still um, you know not defined as a tent. Otherwise, you know, it would be an oil uh, in the in the sukkah. Okay, shiny meter hoel legaba asuya, and uh, we say no, a bed is different because uh, what do you use the bed? You don't sleep under a bed. That's a very abnormal way of doing things. What do you do? You sleep on top of a bed, uh, and therefore uh, underneath it we disregard uh, the area underneath it. Uh, and the Gemara says not not so fast. Shram nami elagavan asyan. No, so we say the same thing with the ox. Um, <clears throat> these oxen that are transporting the children, uh, we're not interested in, in going underneath the ox. The children are riding on top of the ox. Surely uh, that is a, a proof uh, for that. And, uh, you know, and, and, and yeah, it's still, we, do, we, we say, underneath the oxen is a tent. It blocks uh, against Tumah. So how do you answer that? Uh, Ravin. As often happens, we have Ravdimi, and then a bit later we have uh, Ravin. Kiyata Ravin. I'm a Ravilaza. When Ravin comes along, he said that Ravilaza says, no, shiny shvarim will maginim al haroim bechama ubina chama ugushamim ubina ugushamim. He says no. Uh, oxen are also occasionally used for their uh, underneath part. Uh, what happens is, in, in the shepherds, uh, once they're out in the field and it's very hot, would uh, you know make sure that they carefully uh, you know do this so the oxen you know are, are standing uh, they would they would curl up there in, in order not to in, in the in the in the summer because of the sun in the winter because of the rain uh, and, uh, and and the shepherds would would lie underneath uh, the the oxen so the oxen uh, can protect the, the shepherds and it's a normal thing to do uh, uh, to to lie under an oxen well so not only can you be on top of an ox that's normal usage also being underneath uh, an ox is also normal usage. The Gemara says, Yachi, if that's your case, uh, it says, Mitanami, so to the idea of a bed. Well, what do people do? They come and they put their shoes under the bed, shoes, sandals, etc. They keep those under the bed. It's a nice uh, place uh, to keep things, and therefore, uh, you know, the, the bed is also uh, could be used uh, for both, uh, um, you know, the, the the top of it as well as the bottom of it. Okay, so we uh, we had a dead end over there, and we try Ella Amarava. Uh, Rava gives a new uh, understanding. It says shiny shvarim. Uh, oxen are different. Well, vasu nagaban. Uh, again, sorry, I'll be name iron. <clears throat> what what happens is is that uh, oxen are different uh, because uh, they're uh, the 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 um. Their, their stomach and their backs are made to protect what is inside uh, of them. Okay, like in Abnaimayim, they, they protect the intestines, Shilahin, Shnemar, and we quote a Pasuk in Eov, Shnemar, or Basar, the 
the the skin and 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 the meat and the flesh tal uh, bishani you have uh, um, you know clothed me uh, with them amatzmot vegedim to to sochkeni and with bones and sinews you've knitted me uh, together okay so really even though that pasuk is talking about a person uh, we still say the same thing uh, would happen with an ox you know the skin around you and the sinews and everything like that is there to keep what's inside inside so therefore uh, uh, the, the, that's what um, <clears throat> Uh, they are a tent because the outside is uh, is made to protect uh, the, the what's inside. <coughs> also, another understanding. Rabbi Huda Latame. Rabbi Huda has another reason altogether. So we can say that uh, you know the ox, the, uh, it's the ox is defiled as an oil because uh, the. The, the skin around it is made to cover what's inside it. So the, the, the skin itself is uh, acting almost as an oil, the same way a tent would protect a person from the elements. So too, this, uh, the, the tent of the ox would be uh, protecting what's inside it. Okay, the skin of the ox is acting as its tent. All right, so th- that's the one way of looking at it, so we can understand it that way. We could also understand it as uh, follows. Uh, Rabbi Huda Latame. Uh, Rabbi Huda goes according to his reasoning. Dama Sukha Dirat Keva Be'inan. Remember back in the very first Mishnah in our parak, Rabbi Huda said a Sukha can be more than uh, 20 Amot high. Uh, and he says because, and with the Gemara had mentioned this on, on, on Daf Zion, uh, gave a whole long list of about eight people, uh, eight um, rabbis that held uh, in various ways that a Sukha was actually uh, more permanent than not. Was this? Said a sukkah was dirat keva. We said they never necessarily aligned uh, one with each other, but uh, in, in terms of whether sukkah is uh, flimsy or not, they, they seem to go on the side that it is a more a permanent uh, thing, a permanent structure. <coughs> and Rabbi Huda uh, said before, Rabbi Huda, Latame, Dama sukkah, dirat keva bi'inan. The sukkah needs to be a more permanent uh, type of uh, structure. Vahavelei, mita dirat And therefore, compared to to a permanent type of sukkah, uh, the um, uh, this this bed, which is just a temporary one, uh, is 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 nothing in comparison. The sukkah oil keva uh, it says because this mitzah is a is a temporary uh, tent, and the sukkah oil keva the sukkah is a permanent tent. Velo ata oil arai oil keva. No, so you can't have a temporary tent uh, that that moves in and out uh, the whole time, <coughs> uh, coming and nullifying a permanent tent. Uh, the Gemara says, but one of those eight uh, rabbis that uh, agreed with Rabbi Huda, uh, Rabbi Shimon, uh, surely Rabbi Shimon, uh, who had said that a sukkah needs at least three walls, uh, and instead of with the rabbis who said it needs two walls and uh, and a little bit, uh, no, Rabbi Rabbi uh, Shimon had said it needs three walls. So he's also uh, aligning with the opinion that a sukkah needs to be uh, something permanent. Uh, but surely, you know, um, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon uh, also agrees with that. So surely Rabbi Shimon uh, would agree in this instance. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, and, but we see that he doesn't. The Gemara says, in. No, no, that's exactly the point of their argument. Uh, Rabbi Shimon says, uh, he says, Ata oil arai, oil keva. Um, 
uh, a, a, a temporary, uh, even though it's temporary, comes and nullifies uh, something permanent. That's why you can't sleep under the bed. However, Rabbi Huda, he holds law ati oil arai umavata oil keva. He says no, because the bed is temporary. Uh, you can't come and uh, can't come and nullify the permanent sukkah. Okay. Um, uh, and it says, I'm Rabbi Shimon, uh, and this is where we see Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Uh, Rabbi Shimon says, no, against Rabbi Huda, uh, we see that uh, um, there was an incident with uh, Tevi, uh, the Rabbi, Rabbi Gamliel's slave, and he says he was sleeping under the bed, and, and Rabbi Gamliel says, listen, uh, Tevi is a Talmud Chacham, because he knows that uh, he can't, uh, he's, he's exempt from sukkah, that's why he's sleeping under the bed. Uh, Tanya, I'm Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Shimon says, from the uh, casual conversation uh, of, uh, of, of Rabban Kamliel, Lamadnu we learn two things. We learn that uh, slaves are exempt from the sukkah. Uh, and the person who sleeps underneath a bed in the sukkah has not fulfilled his opinion, uh, uh, you know, obligation, sorry. Uh, why does he say uh, from the casual conversation of uh, of Rabban, uh, you know, Rabban Gamliel? Why didn't he just say from the words of Rabban Gamliel? Uh, why does he use that strange word sichato? Milta agav urka kamashmalan. No, he's teaching us something. By the way, ki haed amarav acha. Bar Ada, uh, Rav Acha Bar Ada says, uh, it says, Imri La, uh, Rav Acha Bar Ada, Amarav Hamnuna, Amarav. Uh, also, it could, you know, the chain of transmission was, you know, maybe a few more people, uh, Rav Hamnuna and Rav as well. It says, Minan, Shafilu Sichat, Tamid Echamim, even though uh, the, the seemingly mundane conversation uh, of, uh, of Tamid Echamim, Tzrikin Limud, we can learn uh, important ideas uh, from uh, that as well. Shinemar, Valayu Loibol, talking about uh, in Tehillim, uh, the first uh, Tehillim that we have, Psalm 1. Uh, verse three talks about a righteous person, and it says, uh, um, you know, that uh, uh, even uh, his it says his leaves will not uh, wither. Okay, so even something which we often think is insignificant, the tree has leaves and the leaves fall off. Uh, we say even the leaves uh, won't wither, even from the seemingly uh, insignificant uh, part of uh, Talmud Chacham's discussion. Uh, you're able to learn uh, valuable life lessons. So now, short little Mishnah uh, coming up. Uh, what happens if you have a, a bed in the sukkah? Still talking about a bed, uh, but now uh, you've got uh, the, the bed, and as we had, uh, almost like uh, in, in those days, they used to have like posts uh, coming up from the bed. So the posts are coming up from the bed, and then those posts, uh, then what you do, you use those uh, almost as a part of the roof, and you start leaning schach on top of those. Uh, of those posts, okay, uh, and uh, the, it says uh, we have a machloket. Uh, uh, it says kushera. Uh, uh, it, it is well, it is kosher. Uh, it's still because really, uh, the, as long as you've got uh, the 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 walls, uh, the, the bed uh, is um, uh, is you know you can sleep on the bed and you'll be sleeping underneath uh, the sukkah itself. Uh, you're sleeping on the bed here. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda qualifies this. Uh, it says im eno 
Lord if the sukkah you know was if the bed was taken out and the sukkah couldn't stand by itself then it is unfit so the Gomorrah says what is Rabbi Huda's statement over here what is it what are we talking about it says there Rabbi Zaira and Rav Abba Bamamal argue about this. He says because it's not permanent. Okay, uh, because if you took the bed out, uh, the sukkah would fall over. So then, uh, you know, the fact is that uh, the bed uh, is there and the sukkah works, but still, if you would have to remove the bed, uh, the whole sukkah would collapse. Uh, therefore, it is not good. Okay, uh, and the other one says, uh, the other opinion uh, says, because you are supporting uh, um Supporting the roof, okay, uh, with something that is able to makabal tuma, okay, uh, the bed itself uh, is able to makabal tuma, and now you're resting the skach so, uh, on something that is able to uh, makabal tuma. Okay, this is a, uh, a big discussion in, in terms of, you know, halacha lamasa. Oftentimes uh, we put up a, um, a, 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 we've got a sukkah that's uh, kind of metal pieces uh, that we put together, uh, and uh, many times uh, what you have. Is uh, um, if, if people go and they put the 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 skach down on those metal pieces itself, uh, it it could be a um, an issue uh, because this is what's known as a mamet, and you're putting it down. Uh, it supports the the skach itself, and uh, it, and and the metal itself would be makabel tuma, uh, and and this is the, the the problem that we raise over here, uh, is that anything that's uh, if you support it and you leave it directly on something that is able to makabel tuma, uh, that that could be a problem okay or other opinions the cousin issue is very strict about this uh, and uh, but you know there are other opinions uh, that say maybe but if it's fine uh, the uh, the mission of Brewer does not rule uh, absolutely it says you should tr- uh, try and not rest it upon something that is um, a couple tumor but uh, it doesn't say that it's puzzle uh, and, and you're not filling obligation uh, and the Gemara says my no so really what would be the difference uh, between these two uh, cases, uh, you know, between uh, Rabbi Yuda, uh, Rabbi Zaira and Rabbi Ama Bamamal, uh, would be the difference uh, between uh, the two of them. Uh, and we, we say uh, as follows: Kagon shen shpudin shel bazel If you put uh, iron uh, rods uh, in the ground, and uh, what do you do? And 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 that was you know, made the walls of your sukkah, and then you put sukkah on top of them. Laman uh, the one that says you're worried about it uh, being flimsy, this isn't flimsy. Iron poles in the ground, not flimsy at all. Uh, it, it, it would be fine in terms of the flimsiness. Okay. One says uh, that uh, you are resting the skach, which obviously itself, uh, according to everyone, can't uh, But even though it's resting on something uh, that is able to receive impurity, uh, you are resting it on these iron. Uh, Iron poles, there you are resting it upon something which is able to receive tumor. So that would be the difference. One would say it's it's fine because it's permanent, and the other one say no, uh, you're resting it on something which can be a received tumor, and therefore it is no good. All right. Um, 
And Abaya then says, Amar Abaya, Lo Shanu Ela Samach, you know, that, that's only when you actually uh, leaned uh, the, the roof uh, on the bed. Okay, Aval Sichach, Agabe Mita, ever if you put the, the, the roof just on top of the bed, you had poles on the bed and uh, you, you put the poles up and then you just had uh, the, the, the Skach on top of the actual uh, um, bed itself, right? So that, that was your sukkah. Your sukkah was your bed. Uh, that, that's, you know, as long as it's got the, the correct um, uh, dimensions, it is fine. Uh, and, and therefore, uh, you made your sukkah your bed. There's no problem, uh, it says, uh, you know, with that. If you're saying that uh, the, the sukkah, uh, you know, will, will fall down if you move the bed. No, here you move the bed and the sukkah's in place. Uh, and, and therefore, if the sukkah's just the bed before, we'd had uh, that the sukkah uh, was, you know, the, the, the rest of the whole sukkah, the, the roof was resting on the bed, uh, on the poles sticking out of the bed. So if you had the rest of the sukkah, you'd remove the bed, the, the roof would collapse. But yeah, the bed itself is the sukkah, and uh, that's, that's uh, you know, here, uh, the, the, the bed is the sukkah, and therefore it is fixed. And here you're saying you're resting it upon something that is uh, going to receive uh, if you have these wooden uh, um, uh, staves really that come out and act as the uh, as the walls, uh, yeah, you're putting it on uh, the schach on top of these bed, the, the the bread frame, and that we assume that it is wooden and therefore it is uh, something that's perfect. Uh, you're not uh, leaning it on something that is able to receive tumor. Uh, so everyone agrees. If you have a bed uh, and uh, with a four post and you you know join uh, put, you know join them together and put schach on top of that. That would be perfectly fine according to both those opinions. All right, um, uh, that's it for the day. We'll pick up tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem, with a new Mishnah. Everyone should have a great day.